0: to the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. Good morning. Roto experts. To the end zone. It's oh my The mark of fantasy
1: excellence. You have to be careful about who you think is stepping forward on the depth chart. Right.
0: It's for a We're here to help you win your leagues and win that cash. You are now tuned in to the Roto Experts in the Morning. This is your time. Now go out there and take it. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Ain't nothing but against a party.
0: Rise and shine, fantasy players. It is a beautiful day in the neighborhood. Thursday, September 20th. Let's cock-a-doodle do it. This is Roto Experts in the Morning, right here on the award-winning... Fantasy Sports Radio Network, I'm your host, Dane Martinez. They call me Speeds, the spitting statistician, and as always, I am overjoyed to be joined by my man, FSWA Hall of Famer, El Rey de Fantasia, the King Scott Angle. Scotty, how you doing? Getting ready for week three, Thursday Night Football kicks off. Maybe the Bud Light fridges will be open tonight, Scotty, how you feeling?
1: Doing okay, you know, uh, getting ready for Thursday Night Football, like you said, I know you're excited. Revenge games for Terrell Pryor and uh, Isaiah Crowell tonight.
0: Absolutely. Yo, let me ask you this. We'll start. We'll we'll get into that Thursday night football game, and we'll make our picks a little bit later on in the show for sure. Um, Are you aware of that story, Scott? I think I might have mentioned it to you a couple weeks back or maybe a month ago that Bud Light, Put these like fr- freezers of you know bottles of Bud Light in random bars in Cleveland with the directive that the first time the Browns win a game, the Bud Light fridges would be opened and all the beer in there would be for free for Browns fans that were there. Are you aware of this story, Scotty?
1: Yeah, you just reminded me of it. I I, yeah. I, I forgot about it.
0: So I'm a Jets fan. I'm a little bit worried the Bud Light fridges will be open tonight.
1: Look. Jet fans have had you know some incredibly bad luck, and there's a lot of jet fans that deserve them, you know but you're not one of them and Appreciate only that. but only the browns have had uh, have had worse luck, so I think you're going to be okay.
0: All right. I mean, we'll see. I mean, can you tell me? I mean, we'll have to go back a long time to see, Scott, when the Browns were three point favorites like they are tonight against the Jets. I'm over here looking at our friends at mybookie.ag, and the Browns are three point favorites tonight. We'll have to go back and check to see when the last time that happened. The over-under on this game also moved up a little bit, Scotty. It was in the 30s yesterday. It's up to 40 and a half. Maybe people are buying your angle that Pryor and Crowell go off a little bit because of the revenge game. We'll make our picks a little bit later on in the show. But, uh, Scotty, we got some uh, news and notes. And because yesterday with the practice reports, we got a ton of injuries. I'm going to kind of reel the ones that I see off And then I want to hear from you which ones you think are kind of you know, the most important, which are real and which are kind of just teams managing people's reps, you know, at the beginning of a practice week. I want to start in Indianapolis, Scotty. Listen, three guys who I think are critical to this offense did not practice yesterday for the Colts. Maybe uh, some of them are real. Maybe some of them are managing reps. You let me know. Marlon Mack didn't practice with that hamstring. Um, uh, T.Y. Hilton with a quad and Jack Doyle with a hip. All of those guys, DNP, of those guys, which would you be most concerned about?
1: I think it's too early to get concerned about anybody not practicing on a Wednesday other than Marlon Mack, Uh, you know, because Mack has already been dealing with injuries. Uh, A lot of times, if if a guy has a minor injury, they might hold him out on Wednesday. When when guys start missing practices on Thursday, I think you get a little concerned, but you have to connect the dots with Mack going back up until last week, and the fact that he's not involved, you know, starting me
0: to make like, not make a it's starting to make me like Naheem Hines even more. What about Jordan Wilkins in this situation? He was the guy who got the actual start. I know Naheem Hines was the kind of more dynamic play and the PPR guy. What about Jordan Wilkins?
1: Yeah, start means you're on the field for the first play of the game. Naheem Hines is look better than Jordan Wilkins.
0: Okay, and you talk about how on Wednesday you ain't got to worry about it. You do have to worry about it if you are playing on Thursday night football, Scott. Jarvis Landry, listen, as questionable for tonight. What do we think that means? Uh, do we think that means a lot of the rookie Callaway or maybe even Rashad Higgins, who I've been telling people to keep an eye on, David Njoku? What do you think if it winds up that Landry is not suited up? Or do you think he's actually going to give it a go? I
1: haven't seen any reports that he's not going to play. Uh, so I saw that he
0: was listed as questionable. So you know that yeah, he's listed as
1: questionable. You know he's not listed as out. You know he was limited mm-hmm. in practice from what I saw. So you know it's just a short week, and I I think he should be okay
0: right so but there therein lies kind of my other question with that short week maybe he will be okay but we saw it with Joe Mixon uh, last week you know are you concerned about either decreased production because he's banged up on the short week or uh, as inside injuries would say that increased risk of uh, further injury
1: I didn't see anything from inside injuries yet uh, about Jarvis Landry when I don't see anything that indicates that he's anywhere close to missing the game. I don't start getting concerned. I think, uh, I, I think unless I saw a report that he was in danger of missing the game, where I, which I didn't see, that I would be worried. I'm not, so he's going to be in my lineup.
0: Well, well, Scott. I mean, you say that, but isn't that what the questionable tag is? Like when you're listed as questionable, you are in danger of missing the game. Isn't that like why you're questionable instead of probable?
1: Not really. Uh, you know, questionable is is how, how do,
0: do, do I how, how do how do, how do, how do it,
1: I, I didn't see a report that he was in danger of missing the game. I learned a lot of times, but the guy has a questionable tag, and that that uh, you know that the tag doesn't tell the full story.
0: Yeah, I I hear you, and and sometimes I they didn't see any reports guy. that he
1: was in danger of missing the game, so I'm not worried about it.
0: But but I guess here's what I don't understand, Scott. Isn't being listed as questionable by definition that you are in danger of missing the game? Isn't that exactly what you're saying?
1: Sometimes they give a guy a questionable tag, but he, he does. He's not in any danger of missing the game.
0: All right, I think we have a semantics issue here. I, I mean, but um, well, ask, we will ask move the on.
1: NFL and, and the team about it. You know, I didn't. I didn't see any report that Jarvis Landry is in danger of missing tonight's game.
0: Right. What I'm saying is that being listed as questionable is a report that he is in danger. There have been
1: so game. many times that guys are listed as questionable. And that they're expected to play. So the best way I can put it is, is that Jarvis Landry, to my knowledge, and this could change today, and maybe I'm not seeing some that somebody else isn't, is listed as questionable, but is expected to play, in my estimation.
0: Absolutely, I, I think we're we're just hung up on the word of like no, you're saying no danger. I think there's some danger. I think he's probably he, he he may play. Absolutely, there's a say chance that was- he will play. Yeah, that's yeah, exactly well, what you said. You said there is no yeah. danger. I'm saying there is some danger. By definition, there is some danger. I didn't say there was there danger.
1: Was, I'm, look, I'm not trying to put out there that there's no danger. That like you know, <laughs> maybe exactly there's a five to ten percent chance or something that's like why that. It's questionable. But you know, that's exactly again, we're hu- getting hung up on semantics here. Okay. He's listed as questionable, but I didn't see any reports that he was in danger of missing the game. That's what I said. I, I, I'm. <laughs> A lot of times, the guy is listed as questionable, <laughs> and he's expected right. to play. He is expected to play to everything that I saw.
0: Fair enough. I would say that the proper terminology there would be that there is not no danger, but that there is some danger, but that you do expect him to play. I think no. I think danger we have to add color blind, to the but but word okay.
1: "questionable." That the All tag right. itself doesn't. I would say it's right. a, a not a non-worry questionable to me right now.
0: Okay, that, all right, fair enough. Let's move on on this one, Scotty. Jay Ajayi did not practice. You know, I know you're talking about how on Wednesday sometimes they just manage the reps, but Jay Ajayi has this history. Now it's a back. People are saying there are reports. I saw reports saying that he uh, is likely to actually miss and be kind of on the wrong side of questionable, shall we say. So talk to me what that means about guys like Corey Clement because Sproles is also dealing with a hammy.
1: Yeah, they don't have anybody else in that backfield really other than Corey Clement. So, you know, this makes him a really good start. And If he's still a free agent out in your league, I think you have to go out and pick him up.
0: Yep, I did that myself. Um, I also think. Listen, I was looking uh, making a little bit of a DFS lineup, and I got to tell you, Corey Clement is only fifty eight hundred. Okay, so if there is no Ajayi, if there is no Sproles, and like you mentioned, Scott, the backfield would be like all to himself. Um, I really like Corey Clement at fifty eight hundred dollars. When we put in a, uh, when we talk a little bit more about a DFS lineup tomorrow, I'm going to tell you right now, Corey Clement is going to be in one of mine. Let's stay with the Eagles, Scotty. We talked about it briefly yesterday. They did, in fact, go ahead and sign Jordan Matthews, okay? Now, here's the thing. We know he used to be in Philadelphia, right? He spent his first, I believe, three years of his career in Philadelphia. Had one decent year, right, before going out to Buffalo. The other thing that I read is that he has a relationship with Carson Wentz, which is weird to me because he was in Buffalo when Carson Wentz came, but apparently they, like, work out together and stuff like that. They already have a relationship and some chemistry. Is Jordan Matthews going to go right in and be the guy, like right away.
1: I don't know. He's already missed two weeks. He didn't have a training camp. Uh, I can't have imagine him having a much, much of an impact right away. It's, uh, it's, it's, it's hard for me to see. And I think, I think Wentz might be rusty right out of the gate
0: too. Yeah, I'm, intri- I'm intrigued by that as well. They take on the Indianapolis Colts. We'll see about that. Another guy who didn't practice, and to your point, Scott, some of them are just managing reps. Like, for example, when I see DeAndre Hopkins limited, uh, you know, listed as questionable, I have him on a lot of rosters, and I know he's going to be just fine. But I don't know if that's the same case for Minnesota running back Dalvin Cook. Okay, remember, he tweeted to Hammy, I believe, in overtime last week. Uh, they're saying he's pretty much fine, but he didn't practice yesterday. I guess my question is this also Scott you know similar to David Johnson people have been saying that Dalvin Cock, Dalvin Cock, no Dalvin cook has not replaced I'm you know that was a Freudian slip I promise, Scott that was a Freudian slip but I, I'm glad I got a chuckle out of you here early on a Thursday morning but um Dalvin cook the chef shall we say um, listen he's underperformed a little bit in the run game okay he's caught some balls and that's okay um, but my question is this um, yeah, I know. The cock has caught some balls. I'm sorry, Scotty. Okay, come on, let's get back on the gravy train here. But um I wanted to ask you about Latavius Murray. Is Latavius Murray, is Latavius Murray like viable? Is he gonna get more snaps? Is he gonna get more production? I'm not saying he's an RB two or anything like that, but is there is the arrow trending up on Murray because uh, maybe they want to limit Cook's usage like we've seen with Chris Thompson, Alvin Kamara, people like that? You know, does Latavius Murray become this Mark Ingram from Minnesota and become more valuable? Compose Uh, yourself,
1: Scotty. Compose yourself. There we go. There's there's varying reports out there, you know, that, uh, you know, Cook just had some some, uh, hamstring cramps, that he's fine. But then, you know, you go to rotoexperts.com this morning, you know, and you read the Inside Injuries Roundup, and they're legitimately concerned about him as a a high risk. Uh, And you you have to read that, too, because there's uh, concerns about Antonio Brown that nobody else is reporting. But uh, I think you have to you have to pick up Latavius Murray just in case because look look Cook you know uh, was hurt last year and you know hamstring problems can linger so I think you have to take some precautions here.
0: Alright, um, also in that game on the other side, there's 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 issues with uh, some of the studs as well. I look at Buffalo, Shady McCoy with the ribs, with the rib cartilage, and Kelvin Benjamin with the hip limited for the Buffalo Bills. Listen, Scotty, I mean, I'm going to be all over the Vikings in Survivor this week. I think the point spread is a ridiculous number. Um, last I saw, the Vikings are 17-point favorite, Scotty, at home against the Buffalo Bills. Um, but if McCoy or be- and Benjamin Benjamin are banged up or can't go. I think this makes this game even more of a boat race, huh? What do you think about McCoy and Benjamin? Or do you – I know a team would never do this, but would you on the other side be like, listen, we got no shot of winning this game anyway. Let's rest Shady McCoy on this one. Give him another week to heal up. I know that's not the mentality of an NFL team, but could this be a situation where they try to – where they lose the battle to win the war on this one, Scotty?
1: What war are they going to win? You know they're still still a very bad team. I think it's I think it depends on pain tolerance, and you know, McCoy's played through it before. If they have any chance to stay close, they have to have LaShawn McCoy. So uh, look on Wednesday. You know there's a lot of guys that miss practice. You know that you say mm-hmm. that uh, you know just maintenance days. You know things like that. You know we go back to the Landry thing. He has been limited in practice all week. So uh, but they that that's a short week on Wednesday. If you play on Sunday. You know you have the luxury of sitting guys out that may be a little bit banged up. So, you know, the the uh, the inside injuries roundup on Roto Experts, you know, saying that he's played through this kind of thing before and he'll probably try to soldier through it.
0: All right, let's talk about Marcus Mariota, Scotty. He's he's back at practice. Remember, he had that elbow. Uh, but interesting to me, uh, I saw that he is splitting first team reps with Blaine Gabbert. Do you make any sense of that? Like, if he's back. Shouldn't he just be back? What's up with the splitting first-team reps?
1: Uh, well, they talked about using both of them. I guess they're easing to back in and they're seeing how the elbow is, but I'm only, I'm only, I'm only guessing there, you know, because Mariota, yeah. did, he looked really, really bad in the opener, and then Gabbard looked better yesterday. I, you know what? I'd honestly be telling you that I'd be guessing if I knew here. You know, I don't know what the Titans are doing.
0: Yeah, let me ask you this, okay? Like I told you, I'm making a DFS lineup, Scott, right? And I I, I think there's two incredible options at the top of the food chain for defense. We'll get into my uh, kind of game stacks and stuff like that a little bit uh, tomorrow. But you got the Jaguars facing these Tennessee Titans, right, with who knows what's going on at quarterback, OK, and you have the Minnesota Vikings facing these Buffalo Bills at home, right, with a banged up McCoy and Benjamin, that bad offensive line and a rookie quarterback on their center. Um, right now, the Vikings are at forty nine hundred on FanDuel. The Jaguars are at five thousand on FanDuel. Right now I have the Vikings in my DFS lineup. Which defense do you uh, like better? I- I'm looking at your in-season ranks, Scotty, you know, which we'll go over a little bit. Later on, you have, you know, the Vikings number one, the Jags number two. Um, is it close?
1: Uh, I would say no. The the Vikings are just, you know, in a class by themselves this week. But, you know, I'm not, I I don't think a lot of people are going to spend that kind of money on a defense anyway in daily. So,
0: interesting, interesting. I was able to, uh, I was able to fit them in my. I was able to fit it in uh, personally. I'll give you my. Like I said, I'm only spending fifty eight hundred on. Well, Corey you know Clement. what,
1: you you distinguish yourself and give mm-hmm. yourself a chance in a tournament like that.
0: Yeah, I, I have a tournament lineup where I'm stacking some of these games. I think it's really interesting. Remember, we talked about some of the high totals. There were four games with totals in the fifties uh, in this week, but two of them are not on the DFS slate because it's Sunday night football Lions, Pats, and Monday night football Bucks. Uh, Steelers right so that leaves the Chiefs Niners game and then the Saints Falcons game as two games that stand above the rest in terms of their totals and so uh I'm I'm heavily invested in those games in a DFS lineup we'll talk about that a little bit later on last thing in one of those matchups this San Francisco KC matchup that has a huge total uh Marquise Goodwin Coming back to practice, he was limited. Are you feeling good about him for this week, Scotty, with that quad? Because if he's in, I love the matchup against KC in that secondary. It seems like people are putting up passing yards against him. I know a lot of people want to see if they could put Marquise Goodwin back in their lineup.
1: Yeah, Inside Injury said uh, that the, the optimal recovery time for him was one week. So it's good to see him back at practice. It's a nice matchup.
0: Good, so you can roll him out with confidence, Scotty?
1: Uh, I think we'll know that more t- today or Friday.
0: I know, it's just tough. Like, let's say if you're deciding between Marquise Goodwin or someone on the Browns, you know, but we'll discuss it a little bit more. Scott's week three rankings when we come back. Roto experts in the morning right here at Fantasy Sports Radio Network. Welcome back, Roto Experts in the morning, right here on the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. Dane and Scott putting the fun in functional sports radio, talking about Minnesota Vikings running backs. But what I gotta let you guys know is that Bet DSI. Is celebrating 20 years as the industry's biggest and safest betting site. They have great customer service, fast, easy payment of winnings. You can play virtually every sport at Bet DSI with hundreds of wagering options, including live in-game wagering on all major sporting events when you can make your play at any time during the game using the promo code FNTSY because BetDSI is offering up to a $1,000 bonus on your first deposit. So use that promo code and go on over there today. Start winning. That is promo code FNTSY at betdsi.com. Hey, Scotty, we're going to get into your week three ranks, okay? Um, And we're going to talk about, you know, where you're a little higher or lower than the rest of the industry, maybe because of the matchup. But before we do, you know, I got some interesting questions uh, from Twitter over, you know, from the Stats Overbeat Cypher. They're asking me questions left and right about some key players. But one of the questions that I got that I thought was interesting, someone asked me, would you trade Le'Veon Bell for Mark Ingram? And I thought that was an interesting one, right, because, like, there's the known quantity of Mark Ingram versus the unknown quantity of Le'Veon Bell. But here's the thing that I wanted to ask you about, and and we've talked about Mark Ingram a bunch and coming back from the suspension and stuff like that. But, you know, I looked at something that I hadn't seen before, and I wanted to get your thoughts on it. He comes back after uh four weeks. They play week five, but then the Saints have a week six bye, right? So a lot of people are like, oh, it's not really gonna help your team anyway until week seven, right? And and I think we've said that before. But then check out the Saints schedule in week seven and for the next few weeks after that. Scotty, it's no picnic. At Baltimore at Minnesota, home for the Los Angeles Rams, then at Cincinnati. Those are the next four weeks. Those are not defenses to run against. So when you talk about Ingram and like, oh, we're getting him back, then there's the bye. Then he has four of the hardest run matchups possible in the first four weeks. Um, does that give you any cause for pause for Ingram? It's not really until week 11 when you get a good matchup for Mark Ingram.
1: Yeah, but at least you get the guy that you know is going to play and contribute. It's uh, yeah, you know, with with Le'Veon Bell, you know, he may not he may not come back till Week Ten, and you know, what kind of what kind of shape is he g- going to be in? So I'm yeah. okay with doing the deal. You know, it's okay. uh, I, I can't assume that Mark Ingram is not going to have good games just because of the matchup. You know, the defense doesn't always win the matchup.
0: Yeah, I know you have said that before. I mean, but, like, that is something of a murderer's row, Scott. Let's take that trade out of it. Just talking about, like, I, I know the defense doesn't always win the matchup, but it doesn't get much harder, Scott, than at Baltimore, at Minnesota, Rams, at Cincy, for a defense to face defensive fronts. Yeah, but like, the, Rams, the, Rams, the, the, the
1: Rams are like, when you look at them, you know, just that that the Rams, you save a good defense, you know, traditionally, they're not that good against running backs. And it's not like mm. not like the Bagels are shut down either. So, you know, Jacksonville and Minnesota, sure. But, uh, you know, I, I don't think I'd overrate it.
0: All right. Fair enough. And, uh, you know, Scott, when I have you here, okay, because you are a Hall of Famer and I am merely a spitting statistician, I want to get your thoughts on a trade that was just offered to me in my league. And the guy who offered it to me, I know, lives in uh, Korea right now. So hopefully he's not listening, right? So check this out. It is my long-term, you know, home crazy dynasty league with escalators and all this good stuff. It's the epitome of short-term versus long-term, okay? I just spent my number one waiver priority and I got Giovanni Bernard. Okay, so I have Giovanni Bernard, and I was telling you that I was trying to use him. Remember, I was talking about using him as a bridge because I have Kerryon Johnson and Sony Michelle, and we talked about this concept of the bridge quarterbacks, right, and all that good stuff. All right, but on this team as well, Scotty, it's a, it's a super flex league, right? So all the quarterbacks are owned. Even Teddy Bridgewater is owned. You know, Baker Mayfield is owned, all that stuff. You're drafting quarterbacks, rookie quarterbacks early, okay? It's a very deep 14-team, long-term dynasty league with a lot of... Of good smart people in it. Okay. I have Patty Mahomes, which I love. My number two quarterback right now is Joe Flacco. Okay. Um, Who's actually performing, you know, better than expected so far. I got a trade offer um, where someone wants my Giovanni Bernard. Remember, I have Joe Flacco. They're offering me Lamar Jackson straight up, Scotty. Uh, So obviously, it's like short term versus long term. Giovanni Bernard is like, for me, a short term guy that I'm plugging in, using as a bridge, like we said, to the time where Tony Johnson or Sonny Michelle can be my RB2, right? But. I would get Lamar Jackson back. I already own Flacco. So then in this dynasty, I have the baton pass ready to go as my QB two for years to come with Patty Mahomes, who I now have at value. He was like a 10th round pick for me this year. Um, do I sacrifice my short-term bump? I'm 2-0 and in first place in this league. Um, do I sacrifice the short-term bump for Gio for the long-term answer at Baltimore quarterback by getting Lamar Jackson, Scott? This is a one-quarterback league, right? No, it's a super flex. It's a two quarterback super league. Super flex. I fle- okay. I am flexing Joe, Joe Flacco currently.
1: And who are your other running backs? Uh,
0: I got. I have Le'Veon Bell and James Conner. <laughs> I, right. I have Le'Veon Bell and James Conner. Carryon uh, Johnson, Sony Michelle, Jordan Wilkins. You know, right now I've been starting Terryon Johnson as my RB2. This week I'm starting Gio Bernard or and if I did trade the Giovanni Bernard I put Sony Michel in. It's a jump, it's a drop for my RB2. That is my position of need. That's why I spent my claim on Gio.
1: Here's the thing. I would start Sony Michel. It's it's very it's very tempting, but I don't think you can start Sony Michel any, anytime soon. Inside Injuries our Roto expert to say that they believe Mixon is going to miss the full four, four weeks. Yep. So, yep. so I be- I be- I, be- I believe you have to win now, and having having a, a backfield of James Conner and Giovanni Bernard is pretty good. So, yep. uh, so I'm gonna say no, because okay, I mean the rest of my don't team don't even, is just, solid. The rest the rest of your team is solid, but I think you have a need at running back. If mm-hmm. you could swing something with him, where maybe you can get a running back back from him. That you know that is maybe lesser, or that you feel you can put into your starting lineup, and you throw in a second player, I'm okay with it. But most of, I understand why you're tempted, but most Mm -hmm. importantly, you got to think about the now, and I don't think you can do it.
0: Yeah, I'm 2-0. and Listen, you know, you know, my tight end's Ertz right there, so I'm fine there. You know, I'm rolling out D-Hop and Stefan Diggs as wide receivers, so I'm fine there. I told you, Patty Mahomes. I also have, you know, depth, you know, behind Ertz, I have Trey Burton behind Ertz, so I'm, you know, I'm fielding offers for Burton as well, you know, but this RB2 in the short term is exactly my need, which is filled by Giovanni Bernard. I'm excited, you know, it's a dynasty league, Scott, so I'm excited by having guys like on Johnson, Sony Michelle also have Jordan Wilkins, you know, in this league later on, you know. So I like this as as, as a future in a dynasty, along with obviously Le'Veon Bell and James Conner. I also have Jarek McKinnon on IR, so I'm good in the long term at running back. But um, it's the short term versus the long term. I do think it is very, very interesting. We'll see. Yeah, ultimately, um, I'm gonna I'm gonna say that the short term's more important. You gotta win now. Yeah. So let me ask you this: Would it be unethical, Scott? Would it be unethical to accept this trade at like noon on Sunday and have it so I get GEO for this week and then it processes later on down the road?
1: No, but I, I still wouldn't do it because you could use GEO for up, up to yeah, four weeks. Yeah, three, four weeks.
0: Yeah. It's true. It's true. I know we we differ, Scotty, on the other point that I believe the Sony Michelle breakout starts this week. I really believe – excuse me. I believe that he is the starting running back starting this week. I know he just got into it, but there was no harder matchup than at Jacksonville, but he did lead the team in carries. I personally believe that both Michelle and Carrion Johnson are ascending at a – quicker or earlier timetable than i think you do but i get your point overall i need Gio bernard i am two and oh so why am i thinking about the future i'm primed to be ready for right now so maybe that is what i will do scotty let's look at your week three ranks look at in a, few, in we a, tra- few, in a okay. few
1: weeks from now th- things might change otherwise but you gotta you gotta think about the now you know
0: you gotta mm-hmm. think about 2018 not 2019 Fair enough. I do also think that this guy wants it for right now because his running backs uh, include like LaShawn McCoy, who's banged up. Marlon Mack, who's banged up. That's who he's starting behind his David Johnson. So I think he might be looking for it for right now with McCoy banged up as well. But we'll see enough about my league. Let's uh, keep it moving here to week three and your rankings, which by the way, you can of course get on RotoExperts.com if you have the RotoExperts exclusive edge in season package. Scotty, I want to start with running running backs, and I'm looking at PPR formats. This is your week three ranking, so the matchup is involved. When I look, the person you seem to be higher on than most is Leonard Fournette. The industry has him as an RB2 this week, at number 18. You have him as RB12. It seems like you're confident he'll be back and ready to go, and you like the matchup against Tennessee?
1: Well, I think I have a little bit lower if I do, if he was going to play for sure, but he was limited in practice yesterday. Mm-hmm. It just... It's kind of a thing of relevance where everybody else falls behind him, and now that he's got a chance to play. I got to put him as a back in RB one.
0: Okay, all right. So it's not really a concern. It's more just a is it a play? It's not a skill concern, right? It's a playing time or health concern. Is that right?
1: If he's going to play, I got to rank him as a back in RB one. You know, where, where yeah. other people rank him is is not a concern to me you know sure. maybe they feel like he's not going to play or whatever but he came back he's limited practice early reports say that he's expected to play so i got to bump him up and i if he's going to play you know i like him better than a lot of the guys behind him it's just where he falls relatively
0: All right, Um, you've said this already on this show, talking about tonight's game, this idea of the quote-unquote revenge game for Isaiah Crowell. You have him as a RB2 this week, uh, a little bit higher than the consensus ranks. Talk to me about uh, why, because, you know, sometimes I give you narratives, Scott, and you're like, ah, that's just the fans, that's just the narrative. Uh, But it sounds like you're buying into the revenge narrative tonight for the Crow Show.
1: Yeah, I uh am. uh, you know, I've I've seen it happen before in the NFL. It doesn't always, but uh you know, Crowell's capable of good games here and there. You know, we saw it at Detroit and I think I think we'll see it again tonight. You know, that, that's a that's a pretty good defense, but uh I think if the Jets get near the, the goal line stripe, which they will, they're gonna hand it to Crowell.
0: Yeah, I think that's right. You know, in the goal line, and they do that a lot of times. It might even be, Scott, a similar timeshare as usual. But if the opportunity comes to punch it in, they'll give it to Crowell. Um, If the opportunity comes to get Terrell Pryor a big chunk play, they will do that as well. One guy that you're lower on than most, you know, like some the industry would have him in the flex conversation. You would have him on a bench given kind of the rankings. Is Monday night. We go to Tampa Bay, and Peyton Barber at the running back position. You know, Scotty, I mean, for me, I, I hear you on this. And for me, the main reason is because under Ryan Fitzpatrick, this Tampa Bay offense has been a passing team. You know, it's similar how you say you don't look to the Detroit Lions or the Green Bay Packers for running backs because they are passing teams. Under Ryan Fitzpatrick, they have been slinging it as well. He also hasn't really performed that well. Talk to me about the Tampa Bay Bucks running back situation and why you are lower on Peyton Barber than most.
1: He's averaging 2.6 yards per carry. Last week, 16 carries for 22 yards. The Steelers can still defend the run pretty well, I believe. Uh, Just He's not a threat to the defense at all. Uh, This team's going to be slinging it around the yard again. The running game is going to be irrelevant because there's also a possibility he can fall behind. And I think in a few weeks, you're going to see Ronald Jones starting for this team.
0: Yeah, I mean Ronald Jones at this point though is like been a healthy scratch. I think uh, the first two weeks in a row, right now, behind Barber, behind Pop Quiz, Quiz, Rogers, and even someone else. I mean, what indications do you have, Scott, that Ronald Jones is going to, uh, you know, even dress for games, let alone be relevant?
1: By the way, Peyton Barber is playing, and the fact that I he guess. used a second round pick on the kid. Uh, yeah. You know, Jacquez Rogers is about like four feet tall. Yeah, I don't think they're going to have a choice but to use Ronald Jones soon.
0: All right, fair enough. Let's stay in that same game. I do want to transition over, though, to Pittsburgh. Um, And we're talking about the tight end. You know, Jesse James, you have as a startable tight end this week, a little bit higher than the consensus ranks. Listen, I have waiver claims in for Jesse James in a couple of leagues myself where I'm hurting at tight end, uh, one of the leagues that we're in together, Scotty. But um, my question, though, is with the – presence of Vance McDonald. I mean, Vance McDonald is now also healthy, so does that eat into Jesse James at all? Um, what do you think about the tight end situation in Pittsburgh? You seem to be higher on Jesse James than the consensus.
1: Well, they were both available last week and you know, played about the same amount of snaps and he was going to Jesse James. I, you know, ben Roethlisberger, I think, has been a very comfortable relationship with Jesse James for a, a much longer period. This is a terrific matchup.
0: All right, and, you know, I see it here at the tight end position. I saw it at the running back position as it related to Jordan Howard. You're lower than the industry on Joe H- Jordan Howard. You're lower than the industry on Trey Burton. It sounds like, in general, you're just not a fan of this Bears offense, huh?
1: Yeah, they didn't do a lot against, you know, a defense that, you know, was signing people off the street last week. And, yeah. You know, had undrafted free agents and linebacker and, Yeah, this was a matchup that he should have taken advantage of. And, you know, there's just no big plays in that offense. Mitch Trubisky is just not looking like a starting NFL quarterback right now at
0: all. All right. Well, let's go over then to this uh, point spread here on mybookie.ag. They are on the road. You know, I always talk about the road favorites and the home dogs, Scotty, right? You know, they are on the road at Arizona this week, okay? The lowest total on the board um, at only 38 points for this over-under. I know you say you don't like what you've seen out of the – Chicago offense, no one likes what they've seen out of the Arizona offense either. They got stifled by the Rams in week one. They only scored, I think, six points in their home opener against Washington in week one, right? Bradford hasn't looked good. There's rumblings about if if and when they go to Rosen. Larry Fitzgerald is banged up. David Johnson is underperforming. Do you take the under on this game even at the low total of 38? And... Scotty, when you talk about the Bears' offense, yeah, they've been bad. But uh, are you taking the Bears on the road as favorites this week? The Cardinals are home dogs, getting five and a half points at home. Scotty, let's talk about this game.
1: Yeah, it's like I'll I'll take uh, the Bears with the five and a half. Thank you.
0: I'll take. They're the giving Yonder five and, and a half. I'll, they're giving five and a half. Yeah, you're okay with that. They're covering it on the road. Okay, I'm, I, I'm taking the Bears.
1: And okay, you're taking
0: the Bears minus the five you know, and the oh yeah. Uh, the their 38 defense points? is very
1: good. Their defense is very good, and as long as Trubisky limits the mistakes, which I think he can, uh, you know, they'll, they'll easily win this game.
0: All right, so Scotty likes the Bears on the road, given points, and uh, you you like the under 38, Scott, as well, even though it's such a low total. Yep. Hold? Yep. So what do you see? You see this as like a 21-10 kind of Bears win, something like that.
1: I see this like a as like a 20 to 13 bears kind of win. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Okay. So we're saying about the same thing under yeah. and bears win by about a touchdown or just like that. All right. Fair enough. Hey, Scotty, I want to let people know the NFL is in full swing, but you can still win 2018 world series tickets by playing daily fantasy baseball. And the entry is free. Go to dailyroto.com and find out how DKMS is trying to eradicate blood cancer. Not only will you get educated on their wonderful mission, but you'll find the link to free DFS baseball contest throughout the rest of the MLB season. Uh, you could be at the 2018 World Series. You know, I'm hoping the Yankees are there. They got a big boost with the judge coming back to the lineup as the get uh, Yankees yeah. get a big win. Absolutely. My uh, my fantasy baseball team is uh, trying to eke it out. I got 10 days left or 11 days left to go. I got a five-point lead. Boy, am I streaming. When we come back, we look deeper at Scotty's week three matchup ranks. Dane and Scott, Roto Experts in the Morning Welcome back. It's Roto Experts in the morning right here on the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. It is the spitting statistician. It is the king. Angle. We're making it happen here as we put the fun and functional sports content. We're looking at the Kings ranks. We're seeing how that impacts some of our picks for some of the point spreads and some of the lines here. Tomorrow, Scott, we'll make our picks. It's a football Friday. Tomorrow, we will uh, make our picks in terms of three games against the spread. We'll make our picks with our survivor picks. Maybe, Scotty, you'll get up on the schneid uh, on your survivor picks. What I do want to clarify, though, you know how we make the three picks against the spread? You can also use an over or an under for you your official pick. So Scotty, I just want to make sure cuz we usually make our picks on Friday. Do you want any of your 3 picks or your survivor pick to come from tonight's game? Um, because if you do, you have the opportunity to make that official now before it goes if you want you know Jets Browns or the over under on this one to be one of your official picks now the Cleveland Browns it's crazy like I, I we really have to check with the Elias Sports Bureau or something like when the last time the Cleveland Browns were three point favorites for a team that hasn't won a game in like two years. Um, But, Scotty, the Browns minus three and the over-under is at 40 and a half now. Um, I know you said where you're going on this game, but uh, are you confident enough to make one of these your official pick of the week? No,
1: and I think, you know, probably as a Jet fan, you're probably insulted, you know, that the Jets are not favored. (laughs) But, uh, you know, I think this will be a close game, but I still like the Jets.
0: Yeah, I think this is weird. Um, you know, this is almost like as a fan, I'm playing like reverse psychology on myself. You know, I'm telling everybody up. Oh, they're going to open the Bud Light fridges, you know. So it's me like calling the Browns to win for the first time in two years. And if I'm wrong, eh, it's all right because that means the Jets are two and one kind of thing. And then got the long week, you know what I mean? So I'm kind of like playing both sides of the fence with my fandom and my analysis. I admit that. All right, but Scott, so we'll make our official picks uh, tomorrow for week three. Both both our survivor and our ATS picks but I just wanted to make sure that you didn't want to use one of them on Thursday night football. Scotty, um Will Disley, we were talking about these tight ends. Will Disley, are you buying him? I see you have him as number 16, so you're not starting him this week, but you are a little bit higher on him than others. Listen, I'm just and I'm not trying to pile on, Scotty. I know you're a Seahawks fan, but that offense looks it, it, doesn't it, it looks challenging right now. Go ahead, talk to me then.
1: Yeah, it's uh you know, Russell Wilson is looking for him in key situations. Uh if he scored two touchdowns in two weeks, yeah, one was in garbage time. But still he did look for him. And uh, you know, I think Disley has been a uh been a pleasant surprise for them, but I think they knew about him in preseason. After one week I thought it was anomaly, but uh, you know, when, when he was still thrown to him in key downs on Monday night I said I said, you know, he's gonna continue to go to him, especially with, with Ball went out and Brandon Marshall. Uh, we saw Monday night, you know, just not, not talent-wise or yeah. he's healthy. and he, Look, the guy can still catch a 50-50 ball or a red zone touchdown. He can't do much else. Uh, I think he's going he's gonna to start leading on his touchdown. If you get open, we'll, we'll, Russell Wilson will hit you when he's not under pressure. And, you know, he's been getting open.
0: Yeah, the only thing, though, with what you said, though, Scotty, is, like, Russell Wilson is constantly under pressure. You're like, Russell Wilson will hit you if he's not under pressure. But Russell Wilson has been under pressure a lot. He's gotten sick, sack, he was under six pressure times la- both games. He was
1: under pressure last year. It's like, yeah. you know, the storyline has not changed. It's just, you know, it's it's not any different than it was last year in terms of Russell Wilson being under pressure, it's just the play calling on Brian Schottenheimer and the absence of any playmakers in the passing game is making things harder than it was last year. The play calling was better last year, and, you know, he had a healthy Doug Baldwin last year.
0: Right. Doug Baldwin certainly makes a big impact. We'll see as he kind of works his way back. I'm looking at other wide receivers, Scotty, who you are a little bit higher on than others. These are – I'm reeling off some guys here who you have as wide receiver twos this week where the industry has a little bit lower. I'm seeing guys like Chris Hogan, Quincy Inunua, Keelan Cole, and Cooper Cup. Let's take these guys one at a time. With Chris Hogan, listen – I'm with you. I think people uh, saw that in week one, he had a bad game and are remembering that. In week two, he faced the Jacksonville defense but did score touchdowns. And now everyone's like, "Uh uh-oh, Josh Gordon. Josh Gordon's going to be the man. I'm pouring cold water all over this Josh Gordon thing. Even if he does produce, he's not going to be the main guy. And even if he does produce, it's not going to be this week. You know what I mean? And I'm I'm just lower on this idea of Josh Gordon all of a sudden being – You know, kind of the Randy Moss idea. I think Hogan is still the most the, the biggest target. I think Detroit has been given up points left and right. I like Chris Hogan as well. You have him as a uh, wide receiver too, this week.
1: Uh, yeah, I do. You know, I kind of I kind of like the matchup for him a little bit, right? And you know, with with Josh Gordon, you know, he's got a hamstring injury. He hasn't learned the playbook and everything. People yeah. get so excited about Josh Gordon. We've been chasing him for five years. Uh, if I had Josh Gordon, I'd be trying to trade him. Everybody's so tantalized by by Josh yep. Gordon. It's it's just like it's it's like fools gold. though. No, there's nothing
0: yep. at the end of the rainbow usually. I completely agree with you, and here's the other thing I'll add to that. I want to see if uh, this makes sense or you agree with this, Scott. Like, when Josh Gordon was this breakout star, first of all, it was 2013, right? But the other thing is, he was on a Cleveland Browns team that had no other real dynamic playmakers, so he was getting force-fed the ball. Tom Brady is not going to force-feed anybody. Tom Brady goes where the matchup dictates. That's why he's so great in identifying the mismatch. Unless your name is Rob Gronkowski, he's not forcing the ball to you there's other options there there they're the fantasy herd as it were so even if gordon is there and he is dynamic he's not going to be force fed like he was in cleveland like the way people perceive him is that do you, is that fair scott
1: it's very fair oh, okay. it's just uh it's just excitement over something that i don't know if it's going to happen at all yeah. you know it's like i said you know nfl insider michael Lombardi said the other day that this is a totally different culture. He's better get his act together quickly. Otherwise, he's in and out of New England.
0: Yep, I completely agree. Scotty, some other wide receivers that we talked about that you're higher on. I've gotten a lot of questions this week about these two guys. Quincy Nunoa and Keelan Cole. All right, people can't. Like, I'm every time people are asking me a question and Inunwa's involved in it, I'm like, yo, the answer is Quincy Inunwa. He, I believe, is a wide receiver two moving forward, a back-end wide receiver two uh, or a high-end wide receiver three for rest of season. I like the matchup this week tonight, so he's, you know, a wide receiver two. I agree. This guy is obviously the primary read for Sam Darnold. Coming into the season, people thought it was Robbie Anderson. He's going to be this kind of... Low-targeted, deep threat, it looks like to me. And it looks like Quincy Anunwa is, uh, you know, the first read for Sam Darnold. Uh, I love Quincy Anunwa. not only this week, but moving forward. Do you agree, like, Anunwa's the answer with a lot of these questions I'm getting on social media?
1: Yeah, he's, he's the number one wide receiver for the Jets. Sam Darnold was saying last week that he loves throwing to him. And, you know, he's about he's the most dependable guy in the passing game. You can see it. You know, we saw signs of it a few years ago. You know, that Anunwa can be a really good possession receiver. Mm-hmm. And I think he's he's a possession guy who's also, you know, got some touchdown potential.
0: All right. And, you know, some of the same things you just said about Anunwa Do they also hold true for Keelan Cole? Is he the number one wide receiver in Jacksonville? Listen, I have been saying for a long time that I just don't buy into these Jaguars wide receivers because I don't want shares of Blake Bortles and the Jags passing game. But... Bortles is playing a little bit better. Um, do you think it's sustainable? The same way, like I believe Inunwa is sustainable moving forward as a wide receiver too. Do you think the same about Keelan Cole? Not only this week, but rest of season. I think
1: so too. I think you know what we yeah. saw from last year was very promising, and you know, like some, uh, unlike some other uh, players, you know, he's actually built on it, and uh, he's very, very talented. Uh, I think he's a versatile receiver and, you know, has some big playability. So I'm comfortable with saying he's he's the number one fantasy receiver on that roster.
0: All right. So get on him, Keelan Cole, out there in your rosters, and you can start him with confidence. Scotty, one guy that I see that you are far lower on than the industry, 14 spots lower on, in fact. We go over to the Rams and that fantasy herd at wide receiver. For you, it's Brandon Cooks. You have Brandon Cooks as wide receiver 33 this week. You have Cooper Cup as wide receiver 22. And I'm looking for Woods. Where do you have Woods this week um, I don't see Woods. I'm looking for Woods. I don't see him all the way down at 52, all the way down at 52. So why do you have Woods so low? Why do you have Cooks a lot lower? And why do you have Cup higher than the industry? It seems like you are really leaning towards Cup this week against the Chargers.
1: Yeah, I th- you know, Woods really hasn't made an impact at all this year. Uh, You know, Cooks has been good out of the gate, but uh, I think – I think there's going to be a tougher matchup this week against San Diego than what he saw the first uh, Los Angeles, than what he saw the first two weeks, and I think Cooper Cup is Jared Goff's most reliable guy. You know, I think this could be this could be a lower scoring defensive type of matchup.
0: Okay. Um, Interesting to note. You know, that's part of why, Scotty, and I think your rankings here kind of uh, are a testament to one of the points I made about, you know, the Rams wide receivers being like a high-end fantasy herd. You know, you don't know which wide receiver on any given week is going to be the guy. I think you're right that Robert Woods has underperformed so far this year, but it's definitely within the realm of possibility that this Sunday, Robert Woods goes seven for 123 and Brandon Cooks or Cooper Cup have the pedestrian. Game, you know, they're all kind of, you know, quality wide receivers, and so um, that's why I call them the fantasy herd. You know, I do believe, I, I respect your rankings, but you know, who knows? On any given week, I really do believe it could be any of those guys that lead the team in receiving.
1: I think Cup is the one, uh, and we've seen it there the first two weeks that has the most the most reliable floor, and uh, okay. I believe he's in the, in the red zone. That that's the guy that he's going to go to the most.
0: Alright, so Scotty thinks that Cup is the more consistent piece of this wide receiver fantasy herd. Scotty, I want to get your thoughts real quick on some defenses, because people ask me about defense all the time, you know, guys to defenses to potentially stream, or defenses that they like because of the matchup, so I look at your rankings, and... Um, You know, you have obviously, you know, at the top, we talked about some of the big boys already. The Vikings, the Jaguars have good matchups. These Bears facing the Arizona Cardinals are a good matchup. You always like some of the teams like the Ravens or the Broncos or the Rams. But I'm intrigued. You have the Dallas Cowboys at defense number seven, four points higher, even against your Seahawks. Scotty, I mean, the Cowboys can get pressure with Lawrence and others and, uh, you know, Russell Wilson, like we said, has been getting sacked. Six sacks in both the games. You have Dallas a little bit higher than the um consensus in terms of defenses. You're streaming the Dallas Cowboys this week against the Seahawks?
1: Yeah, I'm actually doing it a few of my leagues here. Yeah. This could be a lower score game the way that the Cowboys play. It's it's almost like basketball like that they slow down the tempo and With you know Kelly, the, right. the defense to front the front to front seven is pretty good. I don't think the back seven you know, the back four is Is that good? And, uh, you know, they're going to get pressure on Russell Wilson this week. Bobby Wagner and K.J. Wright will be back for the Seahawks. So that will make things a little tougher for Ezekiel Elliott. But I think it's going to be a low-scoring game.
0: All right, two defenses that you're less high on. Uh, Talking about these Houston Texans, Scotty, your Super Bowl pick, they are 0-2, but they get home, which they haven't been at all so far this year, so this is their home opener, and they get the non-conference team coming in. It's always a tough spot, the Giants coming into a non-conference road game. They have back-to-back road games. Remember, they were uh, uh, at Dallas last week, so that's a tough spot for the Giants. But you have the Texans rated down at defense number 10, Five spots below the consensus. Are you scared of Odell and Saquon?
1: Yeah, I think so. You know, this Texas defense is not going to look good. And, you know, I think they're going to have trouble handling the Giants receivers on the back end. And Eli could have actually a pretty good day. I don't think the Giants are going to win this game ultimately. But, you know, this game could be a little bit higher scoring here. Uh, As the Texans defense has been a disappointment so far. And I think it continues.
0: (laughs) Okay, so you think it's more of a shootout where both offenses can do a little bit of work. It sounds like you do believe the Houston Texans will win this game. Uh, Scotty, right now as I look over at mybookie.ag, you think they'll win this game. But if you think it's back and forth, my question for you is would you lay six and a half points? The Texans are six and a half point favorites in their home opener against the New York Giants. Are you laying the points here and still taking Houston? No. No. No, okay. So you think they win but don't cover? I think it'll be like a field goal
1: four-point
0: type of win. Right, or even something like a backdoor cover. Like, you know, you give Eli that kind of prevent defense in the fourth quarter. They could easily be, say, like down by 10 and then get that touchdown that's meaningless for the backdoor cover. Um, So it sounds like you anticipate something more of a close game. So while you like the Texans to win their home opener, it sounds like you don't like them to cover. We'll get your official three picks against the spread, Scotty, on tomorrow's edition of Roto Experts in the morning. Um, Another defense, though, that you're low. Lower on than the industry here is the defending champions, the Eagles. You have at defense 11, a little bit lower than the consensus. Listen, Andrew Luck has come on in. They got a win um, at Washington last week. The Colts are now on back-to-back road games at Philadelphia um, this week. Why are you a little bit down on the Eagles? You think uh, Andrew's up all night to get lucky?
1: I think there's going to be a close game. I don't know if Carson hmm. Wentz is going to look fully like Carson Wentz. Rusty and you know, the uh, you know the Colts look competitive last week. The Eagles have looked underwhelming the first two weeks. This could be a tight game.
0: All right, similar. If you think it's a tight game, the Philadelphia Eagles are at home. Like, same situation as what we just talked about. Non-conference team coming in. You know, unfamiliar matchup. Scotty, if you think it's a close game, it sounds like you are not then laying the six and a half points that the Eagles are favored by. What do you think about that one? Uh, Eagles minus six and a half in the Carson Wentz return. It sounds like you think he might need to shake off some rust. I know uh, we like attacking the Indianapolis Colts defense sometimes. But what do you think about that six and a half point spread? Where would you lean on this game?
1: Yeah, I'm going to go with the Colts. I think both these teams have... You know, decorated quarterbacks, but like a limited amount of weapons.
0: All right, fair enough. So, if there's a limited amount of weapons, you might as well take six and a half points when you can get them if you don't think as many points will be scored. Scotty, you got to let people know they need to go on over to dailyroto.com. It's the site It has produced seven million dollar winners, including one in week one. But now you can even go premium. There, you'll gain access to a line optimizer that'll help you compose your daily fantasy rosters on both FanDuel and DraftKings. Not only has Daily Roto produced seven millionaires, but it's produced millions more in winnings for its subscribers. Okay, go. Go on over to DailyRoto.com and click on Go Premium, the industry website where millionaires are made, literally. All right, Scott, Thursday night football, Jets-Browns. I'm a little bit concerned as a Jets fan that the Browns finally get their first win at home on this short week for the first time in two years. How do you see this game playing out, Scotty? Give me a winner. Give me a final score. What do you think happens tonight?
1: Uh, I'm going to say Jets 24 Browns twenty one.
0: Hmm. I like that. I like that. The funny. Uh, I like that a lot. Of course you I do. Hope that is the case. I hope that is the case. I'm gonna play the reverse psychology right here. Unfortunately, because I said it when those Bud Light fridges came out. Unfortunately, I'm gonna pick against my Jets. 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 I don't know uh, if they're ready. Donald's ready to go on the road on a short week and get a W even against the hapless Browns. Unfortunately, I think the Bud Light fridges get open tonight, call it 20-17 to 17, uh, Cleveland grounds, and that's right on the three-point spread. So I'd stay away from this game. Football Friday tomorrow, Scott. Have a great day. Roto Experts in the morning. FST up next. Reese's Peanut Butter Cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, <laughs> that's definitely not a problem. Uh-